Hello and welcome to Football Masterminds, the show where we attempt to say intelligent things about football. Just like every week, this week we have our co-host with me, Navarizis, who I haven't seen in person in quite a while because I'm in India and he's in Pakistan. He's in Canada. <laughs> he's in Canada, but he's going to Pakistan in the next few weeks. Um, we've had some interesting scheduling difficulties and he is recording at 7.30 a.m. his time on a Tuesday and I'm recording at 6.16 p.m. for me right before work. But we could not miss this week because we're right back from the international break and we wanted to do an interesting episode for you guys. This week, unlike the past few weeks, we don't have John, Declan or any other guest. It's just us two and we're going to be sharing a bit about our journey with the podcast and how we got here. I think it's important for you guys to know about all the inconsistencies that we've gone through throughout this season for the most part and why this has happened and why we've been in and out recording and releasing at random times, not on the classic Mondays and Tuesdays. So Davar, do you want to explain to the audience what has happened through the season and how you came on board and how we plan to see this show? And Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. So you guys started this like earlier this year, right? Like somewhere in January is you, Russell, Reese, right? Yeah, yeah. And pretty consistent. But I guess uh, I guess people get busy with their own lives, right? Like things come up and like you got to, you, you know, work comes up. So you got to focus on other things. So um, it's unfortunate because like Reese and Russell, they're footballing guards you know their minds are, are really great and i i miss talking to them hearing them talk about football uh it's kind of sad as for me um it was interesting you know i i came i came on for those uh just a couple i came on as a guest that one uh that one week it was fun you know so we decided to do it again so I was like, you know, I'd be down to keep coming on as a guest. And then I just sort of, uh, I just sort of like squeezed my way in there, you know, <laughs> I just fit through the cracks. And I was like, oh, I, I see it. I see it. Russell's not coming in anymore. Maybe this is my opportunity. <laughs> the idea of a podcast where like fans, you know, because we're not, we're not like experts, right? Like we're not some sort of professional uh, football analysts. We're basically fans who love the game, and I think having a space where fans like us can come and uh, talk about the sport we all love, uh, I think that's cool, and uh, I think it's something worth continuing. Yeah, so just uh, a little bit more background than than uh, Daver gave. I We had this idea of starting a podcast for the Mastermind site because the Mastermind site is a great site where you can get written content. And, you know, we've tried our hands at some YouTube content and whatnot, but we wanted to give everyone a place where they could listen to people talk. Uh, for some avid listeners and, and readers that want more content than just reading because, you know, a podcast is something that you can put on on your way to work or when you're doing a menial task at work or when you're cleaning the dishes or doing whatever. And that's why uh, I talked to Russell and Reese about it. And Reese was kind enough to help us with, honestly, all of the production and also co-hosting. And it, it was it was amazing talking to them for uh, most of last season. And we did really well. You know, we hit some great heights. But obviously, things come up. People's lives change. And Russell moved from Waterloo, where we had where he had a very stable a job, where he didn't have that much commitment, but when he got a new job, it was harder for him to balance all of his, 
you know, all of his stuff that he was going through. And same happened with Reese. And I know you guys might have read Reese's comment in the in the recent newsletter Q and A, where he says that you know there were multiple different priorities. And I know Reese is primarily a writer. He loves writing about football and its tactics, and he couldn't give that up for an audio show. And it was just taking too much of his time. And that's how I guess Dava and I sort of took the baton and we're like, we're going to take this forward. And it hasn't been easy. Honestly, it hasn't been easy. We both lead busy-ish lives and it's been hard to get consistency this season that, you know, we had last season as well. Uh, things have opened up because of COVID and, you know, we're just getting back to being used to having normal lives again. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I, I would say for the past couple months, we've had troubles having like a consistent floor where we could record and, and release on the same days. But we're working towards something better and we're hoping to have our plan in place by the end of the year. So our, our message to everyone listening is that we're not going away. We're just running through some troubles and getting adjusted to the new sort of reality of Dava and I doing the show and we're still getting used to our responsibilities and um, just that we're not going away. We're still going to keep trudging along. And because of that, we, I guess, actually, I'm not going to take credit for any of this. Dava had an amazing idea for the analytics portion of the show. And I know that's also been inconsistent here and there. It's just we're coming up with a, a better way of delivering that content because we noticed that we were coming up a little short in the quality. So Right now we're in the research phase of that content and we will only start up that segment once we're sure about our own knowledge and how we want to deliver it. Um, so Davar, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone what your idea was and you know what everyone thinks about it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like the, the basic idea here is that, uh, that football isn't random, right? Like there's so much planning that goes into it. Every single manager, you know, plans out their strategies. Every single player plays in a particular way, right? You're not going to have Messi coming back and playing as a center back. and You're not going to have BVD going up and trying to take penalties or something like that, right? Like everyone plays a certain way. There's there's patterns to everything. And that's the most important thing. So, uh, so yeah, it's really, it's really about that. You know, like uh, Kasi and I, we want to we wanna know what are the patterns in football. Right, like how much, how much of football is is pure raw data, things that can be measured, and how much of it is things that can't be measured? Because of course, there's so many things that can't be right. Like you can't measure confidence, you can't measure mentality, and we're gonna, we're going to talk a bit about that when we talk about Liverpool, Liverpool and Arsenal, right later. But uh, but that's that's basically what we want to know is is how much of football can be measured, how much of it can be predicted. Uh, and how, of it, how much of it cannot be? And, you know, the parts that can be predicted, how well can we predict them? And if we can, you know, can we make some money off of it? Can we pay, play some bets and, uh, you know, have a little side income coming our way? That would be, uh, that'd be pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's cool to, like, dig into the numbers, dig into the stats and, uh, and see what we find, right? And and yeah, like as as Kashi mentioned, like we we've we've definitely had a rough time, uh, just sort of uh, discovering our new responsibilities, dealing with what we are doing with the show. We really want to you go into this analytical portion. We really want to bring in more guests who are interesting individuals, fans of a variety of clubs who can give different points of views about 
talk about their experiences uh, and give a very like uh, you know holistic approach of the show. We will have the numbers side and we'll also have just the fan side, the pure passionate uh, football side, right? Yeah, and on that note, next weekend or this Sunday, Southampton versus Liverpool is not the biggest game, but we have a Southampton fan who works with Daver. And for all of you who didn't know, Daver and I both work in analytics roles. And we have an ulterior motive. We do want to get into football and analytics, and that's our dream jobs. And we are hoping that we can learn along the way of giving knowledge and imparting what we learn to everyone listening. So they don't have to go through the rough details, but they can sort of learn through us. And also we get recognized for that. So we are having a Southampton guest who works with Daver and has a deep knowledge of the analytics side of things. And he also is a Southampton fan. So it's going to be a very interesting show for next week. So please tune in for that. But as Daver was mentioning, this has been an interesting ride and we are Every time we record, we miss Reese. Every time we record, we miss Russell. But we are definitely getting into the groove of things. And as you guys know, with COVID happening and COVID unhappening now in different parts of the world and where we live primarily in Canada, it's been sort of better now. And we've had new interesting things in life and which is why, you know, things have been sort of haphazard and we've just, you know, tried to deal with that as best as we can. And and it's definitely not the best that we can do, but we are coming into a consistency that's a bit more um, normal. And once we have that, we'll have a normal schedule and a cadence and we'll do way more content than we have produced until now. Yeah, that's that was the first part of the show where we just wanted to explain what has have gone down in Football Masterminds and how hard it can sometimes be with everything in your life to also be producing interesting content and and doing interesting things like this and i hope you guys can understand that and stay with us while we revamp the show with the guidance of reese and the mastermind side because that's where it'll be hosted for sure and we're obviously indebted to reese for letting us be hosted on his on his website and uh, yeah i hope you guys still enjoy our show and we will be bringing on interesting guests and giving you all the analytics viewpoints that you can imagine. And maybe you can, in a football discussion, sound that extra bit smart when you talk to someone and refute them. On that, I had an interesting story because we read about triangles and how how they affect the game. And Dava and I read about this and I was playing a game, uh, a very casual game back in my hometown in India. And uh, through that learning, I was able to actually beat the team 7-4 because we were losing 3-1. And then I just picked up that one thing that I learned in the first chapter of the book. And I sort of pushed people to just follow that triangle system. Because, you know, when you're playing a casual game, everyone wants to do whatever they want. And they want to chase after the ball. But having convinced them that this is something that I read, and it's one chapter, but I believe it's the Holy Grail, uh, we actually were able to beat them. And I hope to tell you guys all about it when we have our analytics show, analytics piece of this show, more settled down. I see that we're nodding his head. So we'll move on to the second part of the show, which is talking about football. And this week in the Premier League, we'll be covering two games in Leicester, Chelsea, and Liverpool Arsenal. We'll start off with Leicester, Chelsea, because Chelsea is Daver's team. Chelsea came up with 61% of the possession and all of the three goals. They had 16 shots compared to Leicester's four. They had more passes, more pass success rate 
they honestly just dominated the game. I will say that I love seeing Kante in the starting lineup and whenever he's not injured, I love seeing him play, but I will listen to Daver and listen to him gloat about his team because that's what this week's about. Gloat away. Dude, I can love this team, man. They're so, so good. Like, I, it's like, it's it's just a beautiful system. You know, like, all of these guys work so well together. They know what their job is. They, they're so confident in their roles that they, they're completely unfazed, you know? Like, they'll have a pretty game uh, two weeks ago when they drew, uh, drew to Burnley, right? Completely unfazed. They'll come back, international break has happened, they'll come back after that, and they'll just kick Leicester's ass, right? Like, there's there's no confidence issues here. They know what they want, and they are going to go for it, right? 60% possession is insane. Like, granted, Leicester are not doing well. Like, we can talk a little bit about that. Like, they are having a pretty, pretty bad season, which is kind of sad to see, honestly. Um, I feel like... Uh, Brendan Rodgers did a pretty good job the last two seasons of building Leicester up. Like, sure, they choked towards the end of both of the last two seasons and sort of uh, missed out on that top four spot. But uh, but I still think he did a pretty good job. However, this season, like, he has been all over the place, man. Like, have, hasn't he used, like, five or six different formations this season? Yeah. Like, even in the last, like, three games, he's used three different formations. Like, 3-4-1-2, 3-4-2-1, 4-3-3. I don't know why. Like, he just has no idea what he's doing anymore, right? It's... It's kind of weird. So I, I think that's sort of just battering uh, the morale in the team. Like, they're also pretty confused. They don't know what's going on. They're being played out of positions. And Chelsea just took advantage of that, honestly. What do you say about Conte's goal on his return? I am, obviously, I'm a big fan of Conte. And I Conte, for his confidence yeah. entirely, what does this do to cement his place? Because there's some competition in his position maybe maybe it's Saul maybe it's Kovacic I've seen Barkley play in the recent few weeks as well but this sort of Conte Jorginho partnership should be cemented if Conte is fully fit right no I think so I think uh I think as Conte becomes like he's fully fit and like he's gotten this one pretty good game under his belt this season I think he has nothing to worry about. Like, I feel like among all of our central uh, defensive midfielders, he's by far the best, right? Like, you know, like he, he'll get a goal every now and then. Defensively, he has no match in the, in the team. Like, he is by far the best defensive midfielder we have. And I don't see him struggling to compete for that first 11 spot. I, I think he's he's... Like, he's definitely, like, an institution at Chelsea at this point. Like, we would not have gone anywhere last season were it without him. And this season, like, yeah, sure, he struggled. He's been injured. And, like, other players have stepped up and, you know, uh, performed pretty well in this place. But now that he's back and he scored in his first game back, I think that's a really good sign. I think he's going to continue performing really well. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he has anything to worry about. Yeah, and if you want to go more defensive, you can go with sideways passing Jorginho, as Russell yeah. would always say, and with Kante, or you could go with Kante and Kovacs and have Kante sort of sit back instead of that uh, Jorginho spot. So I love how they can interchange their midfield with having options like Saul on the bench to cover for any of these players if needed. And 
this season, the come up of Loftus Cheeks, Loftus Cheek, and Calvin Hudson yeah. Odoi has been insane it's as well. Horrible. They're keeping it's players true. like Pulisic, Ziyech, all of yeah. them on the bench. Werner, everybody's on the bench, and you know these youngsters like Hudson Odoi and Loftus Cheek are starting, and oh, they're yeah. producing goals and assists out of nowhere. And it's the depth of Chelsea is really scary. The only I, I actually I was going to say the only place I can think of depth is right back or right wing back, but I forgot about Aspilicueta for like a second. Yeah, but exactly. it's it's insane. It's insane how much depth they have. They have depth at left back in Alonso and Chilwell, right, right wing back at with James and Aspilicueta. They have a billion center backs. They have a great keeper, and up front they only need three players to score or score all of their goals, yeah. and it's. It's a scary, it's scary outfit. Yeah, honestly, like it's it's insane. But I, I think the only place where we might be lacking is right up front. I think Havertz does not have it in him to be that out and out striker that Chelsea need. Like he has, he's had like maybe two goals this season. One of them was off a set piece. I don't know why. Uh, what about your hundred million pound striker? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, okay, so he's injured. Like it says, it still says he's very doubtful, right? So, uh, so he's out for a while, and so in his place, I feel like Tuchel just doesn't know who else to put in because both, like Werner, has always been struggling. I feel like maybe you could give him a chance and like try him out, but again, you know, Werner's also maybe lacking that confidence still, right? Havertz, I just don't think he's that out-and-out striker. He's more like a guy who can play behind that out-and-out striker and, like, provide the passes and, like, maybe get in the goals when he gets the chance. But he's not the guy you give the ball to and who's going to take it and score, right? So that's the only place I feel like Chelsea are lacking right now. Maybe they need to get in another striker, but, like, it's it's just, it's kind of That's shit. ridiculous. That's, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That doesn't make sense. We just need to wait for Lukaku to get back in. You know, we're pretty sad, but uh, but yeah, like it doesn't matter though. It still doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter that we don't have that front man because Dante is going to score, Rudiger is going to score. Like we are going to get goals out of every single person in this team at the end of the season, right? I feel like almost all of them have scored at this point. Yeah, and we can we can shelve our Leicester discussion for when we bring on a Leicester fan that'll tell us about how yeah. they feel about this season because Brendan Rodgers has been in flux trying to figure out a system. Even after bringing talented players like Somare and Lukman in, he's struggling to find a system that works for them. And in this game, he tried to mimic the three at the back. He's tried the 4-3-3. He's tried the 3-4-1-2. He's tried almost everything in the book. And for some reason or the other, it hasn't worked for him. And it's... It is sad to see Leicester fade away this season because this would have been a good season with United struggling to get top four, Tottenham struggling. It, it is it is sad. And West Ham's come up is going to be a big thing where they might get Champions League ahead of Leicester. And that is honestly sad to see with Brendan Rodgers doing a very good job in the past few seasons. Moving along to our second game that we're going to cover this show, which was Liverpool-Arsenal. A game that I was a little scared about. A game that I was... Really? You were scared about this game? Really? Uh, after our West Ham loss, I thought that Liverpool would have 
a hard time bouncing back, although that's a little, little bit contradictory to how Liverpool react to tough situations. It's always been really, really good. But we've had a lot of injury issues. I think if I were to read to you the injury list, you would you would be surprised as well. For me, no. Divock Origi, Henderson was injured, Thiago's just coming back, Naby Keita's obviously always injured, Joe Gomez injured, Robertson injured, we have, we have, a, yeah. we have a ton of injury issues, and um, we survived, we didn't, actually we just didn't really didn't survive. survive, we killed them, kill them, you absolutely we killed them. buried them, but we also buried them. Like- it's it, wasn't this like the sixth game in a row at Anfield where Liverpool have just shat on Arsenal? Like they haven't scored less than three goals against Arsenal yeah. at Anfield in a very long time, a very very long time. Yeah, we do we do pretty well against Arsenal, and honestly, so the game I I saw the game in full. I in the first twenty minutes was not scared anymore. I guess let's just put it that way. My jitters from before the game were definitely gone. I saw the way we handled possession. I saw the way we didn't let them have a chance in the first 20 minutes. That was big to me because I saw that no matter what they try, at least they're not getting a chance against us. No shots on target in the first 20 minutes, if I'm not wrong. Or if they were, they were really tame and I didn't register them in my mind. And that was, I think, the biggest thing for me. Once we got our first goal with that money header i knew that this was going to be an onslaught and especially after we came back in the second half the way we were pressing them i think we noticed that arsenal's tactic of pressing uh arsenal's tactic of playing out through the back is still incomplete it's still a work in progress and we took full advantage of that for the second goal especially when nuno tavares who had to pass uh, who had to pass it back and he passed it to Jota and Jota then dummy two players and put it into an empty net. I I saw what we did there and it was annihilation and it was the best thing that I've seen. I think Fabinho and Thiago in midfield together haven't lost a game in the Premier League, which is huge. And it's good to see Mane come back to the score sheet. There were no insane misses this game. There was nothing that led me to believe that this could be anything but a crazy win for us and honestly it's been it's been i was watching this podcast today about uh from the redman tv where we just were talking about going on a run and that, i think that's what liverpool need is going on a good winning run with cementing position like uh costa shimikas on left back because he's been way better than andy robertson and Klopp's obviously super loyal to robo which makes sense robo's delivered all the big trophies to him but I think this season, Shimikas deserves a shot at left back. I think Fabinho, Thiago, and Oxley chamberlain have done really well together, and they will continue doing, doing really well as well. I think it's just, in the next few games, it's about protecting big players like Salah and Jota and Mane and, you know, changing them whenever where we have a lead like this. And that's the biggest thing. My only worry is this midweek Champions League game and... The starting 11. If I see Salah on that starting 11, I'm going to lose my mind because last year in December, we lost Jota for six to eight weeks for an injury against Midland. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Midland. Midland. Yeah. And it was completely unnecessary. We had won the group. Same as this. We have won the group. There's no reason for us to worry. Please do not play anyone that's important. Like Fabinho should not be playing this game. Salah should not be playing this game. Van Dijk should not be playing this game. I don't care if our center back partnership is Nat Phillips, 
Morton, who's a center, who's a central defensive midfielder. I do not care. We do not care as Liverpool fans. Do not lose any of our key players in this meaningless game. Like Liverpool really need to really need to take care of their core players. And now with January coming up, like you guys need to buy some new you need to beef up that squad if you want to like last the rest of the season. Like we've always been talking about like Liverpool's depth struggles, squad depth struggles, but uh it's serious. It's definitely serious. And you can see that like you already have so many injuries. One more, especially to a core player, that's gonna be detrimental, very detrimental. Yeah, and core players include Salah, Fabinho, and Van Dijk. And yeah. if one of them gets injured, I think we're in, we're in a big, big mess. And beefing up our central midfield should be first on our list. And I think if we have the option to bring somebody up front who's versatile, or even a central attacking mid who's versatile and can play up top, that should be our key goal this transfer window coming up. I know we don't bring in insane players except for the fact that we brought in uh, van dyke in january for 70 million i i still believe that we need to do something in this transfer window and having lost our sporting director has not been the best omen this season but we've coped with losing uh our one of our key key coaching staff as well uh one who's worked with club for the longest time kovacs leaving was not the easiest to cope up with but we've done that We've done that with Pep Linders coming in. I think we can continue doing that with sporting director leaving, but his replacement being the assistant sporting director, I think we'll do we'll do well in this transfer window as well, or, or I hope at least that we will. Any final thoughts on this game, Taver? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously Liverpool were amazing, outstanding, but I still think, and this is going to sound really weird, I think Arsenal feel pretty good about their future. I think they had a pretty good run up until this game. They, they lost 5-0 to City, and then they didn't lose again till this game, which is pretty impressive. Honestly, I feel like Arteta is maybe finding his feet in, in his managerial position. Um, I think they just lacked the confidence. They probably went into that game having already lost the mental game. Um, but I don't think that matters in the long run. I feel like they might not finish. They probably won't. Actually, they definitely will not finish top four, but I can see them finishing top seven. And then, you know, if Arteta stays on, beefing up their squad over the summer, and uh, maybe maybe Arsenal could be good next season. Yeah, that's pretty fair. I think even this game, Arsenal just they want to they want to have an identity of passing out through the back. So even if they lose this odd game to teams that are way superior than them like, like Liverpool they don't mind that and maybe the board understands that, that that's part of the process because that's how you learn with young players like Ben White uh, new players like Tomiyasu Tav- Tavares Lakonga it's important for them to learn in the biggest games on what to do and what not to do and I'm sure Nuno Tavares might must have learned that you don't do a square pass <laughs> right to your defenders when there's three attacking players who press this high. So yeah, you're you're pretty fair in that judgment that I think uh, Arsenal will bounce back from this. No worries. They've had a pretty good run up until now and they'll continue doing the best that they can with this squad. And once it gets beefed up, I think they'll be a threat again as well. Real quick before we say goodbye, I'm so happy Ole is finally gone. Like, I mean, okay, I'm not happy as a non-Manchester United fan. Like, he's gone. Things might start picking up for United. And, you know, we might actually have a pretty good challenge. It's also Chelsea versus United next week. So uh, that's going to be interesting. You know, 
his sad demise. <laughs> sad for the rest of the Premier League for sure. Thank you for listening. That's all we had time for today. Daver, where can people find you? As always, you can find me at Football Masterminds on Instagram or at Dawer Aziz1. And as always, you can find me same at Football Masterminds, F-U-T-B-O-L Masterminds. Like we said, we're revamping the show and that takes a while and we're still finding our stride. But if you want to be on the show, please send us an Instagram DM or contact the mastermindsite.com and we will definitely get you on to talk all about your favorite team and what you like about this great game that is football. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Ooh.